Hey there, Zlatko here. Welcome to What Is My Brain podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I get the opportunity to chat with fellow founders and business operators about their journey and how they got to where they are now, where they are going and how they're going to get there. I'm planning on bringing guests and touching on topics such as running multiple businesses, executing ideas, and just spitballing about random topics and current events. It's a casual conversation, and that will hopefully bring value to anyone that decides to listen. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, all right, Brian. Uh, thanks so much, man, for, for uh, joining me on the podcast. Uh, I think we connected really, really early in the Ship 30 uh, cohort. I think that's what kind of clicked us up originally. So I want to say thank you, man. I've been following you. Uh, your Twitter is really, really awesome. I love what you're putting out there. And uh, I just want to give you a floor, introduce yourself. What do you do? What you're up to? Where'd you, you know, start and all that stuff. So just go ahead and give it, give the people what they want, man. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Z, I'm stoked to be here. Awesome. Um, I've been seeing your stuff too. Love your enthusiasm. I appreciate it. Uh, and it, it's half the reason I'm here. I'm, it's just an exciting guy to hang out with. I love it, man. I love <laughs> it. Next time we'll have some beers, man. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. Perfect. Um, great. So uh, a little context. Um, so I'm, I'm Brian O'Connor. Um, I, I live in Boston. Uh, fun fact, half grew up half, half in Boston, half in Ecuador. Um, my mom's from Ecuador. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you don't see that much in the Brian O'Connor part of the yeah, night. Yeah. <laughs> <in> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, um, Spent a few years in uh, in commercial banking um, after college, um, and then transitioned over to uh, management consulting. Okay. Um, and so in consulting, I did everything from um, like at the beginning, I spent a few years fixing companies' operations, making sure they're they're highly effective and efficient um, in in mostly banking and financial services as a whole. And then my last three ish years, I pivoted over to focusing in the tech sector. Um, and helping them with growth strategy. Um, and so growth strategy is uh, figuring out what markets do you launch into, what products should we launch, uh, helping them come up with new ideas for products, uh, figuring out which customers to target, how do you reach those customers, anything that helps uh, large Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies grow. Um, so I've been doing that for about three years. Um, and in the kind of on the side, I've also been, uh, I, I spent about eight months trying to build my own fintech, um, shut the fintech down. Basically, it was helping um, business owners uh, sell their company. So okay. learn the sales process and then match them with their investment bank. Like M&A um, stuff? Like... That, exactly. Yeah, yes. okay. Um, so, so the story there, kind of super interesting. Uh, we, we met a guy who um, got an offer uh, from a private equity firm and um so excited, so much more than anything he imagined his company would be worth. But business owners don't know uh, how much their company's worth. And little did they know, we walked him through the process and turns out he, he was able to get it for five to eight times what he was originally offered. Oh, wow. But he would have accepted that deal originally. And so what we wanted to do was level the playing field for business owners who just don't know how much their company's worth. And they're getting taken advantage of by all these folks who do. Um, and so that's what we were doing. Nice. Um, yeah. And, and so through that process, I learned it's really hard to reach people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so audience building came, became so important. I fell into Twitter. I uh, started kind of thinking about different ways to build audiences. 
Um, and, uh, and so when that fell through, I, I found solopreneurship through actually Justin Welsh uh, and kind of started, got it getting excited by his track. And, and here I am. I joined the Twitter world. I love it, dude. I love it. So how did you st- stumble upon Justin Welsh? Because I am a, I'm a big fan of his. I, I really love what he's doing. Um, very calculated with everything that he does, which is awesome to see, you know, somebody taking it. I mean, it's his day job, right? Like if you were to, if he was to have a day job, it would be creating awesome content. And like, he does a really, really right. good job right. of that. So how did you get connected? How did you like stumble upon him and kind of get into the ship 30 stuff where you were like, how did that all come out come about? Yeah. So um, I, I, I sped through some of that, how I got to audience building part. Um, but basically I, I was, I started on YouTube actually. Oh, shit. I said I would, I would build a YouTube, um, and have the mo- world's most embarrassing first YouTube video hidden on there, by the way, if I lose a bet, I'll show it to you. <laughs> I need to see this now. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, so I, I just picture Brian just made the world's worst YouTube video. Um, and, um, I met, uh, I met a guy who was my neighbor in Boston by coincidence on a, um, a community for digital nomads, people who build online businesses and and go do it overseas. Um, and so we got drinks and he was telling about Twitter and how he grew on Twitter and how it's, it's such a better, uh, platform to build an audience for what I was looking for specifically. Um, and he convinced me. Okay. And so I decided to try it. He sent me a few people to look into as like idols. Um, um, Justin Welsh being one of them came across his content and just, I read, I think his steps on how he did it and it immediately resonated. Right. I said, wow, that's me. Right. <laughs> um, right. And so, so then, uh, from there I just, I found, uh, he said, he also sent my friend, sent me Dickie Bush. I loved his content, listened to his podcasts and through his podcasts, I came across Ship Thirty and said, "Wow, I, I I need this." I love it. I love it. And so, what's the what's the goal? So, um, it, uh, on your side of things, are you now using that to transition into you know building you know some sort of whether it's a course or some sort of digital product, or are you looking to maybe start a business but build the audience first in the community? Where's kind of the next steps on your end? Um, so now I'm focused on building an audience, right? eventually um pivoting over to creating products right and so um so i started with so from an audience perspective um i was really struggling to build an audience i couldn't break 10 i got seven and i was just stuck at seven right. i remember that right and so then i did ship 30 uh and that took me through to about 700 i would say uh yeah about between six and seven hundred which was great for 30 right. days um and definitely happy to talk about that process too at some point yeah um and then after that, um, I met I met someone who said Bernie, um, who said, "Hey, you should do more courses because not only do you learn more information, but you're kind of meeting all these great people who can really propel you." And and, and Twitter and social media as a whole is about the people. Um, and so there's this realization that as you grow, others grow, and and if you can create a community around you who's all driven to grow together, you just skyrocket. Right. Um, and so that convinced me to join audience building course with Sahil Bloom okay. um, and, and Blake Burge. Um, and that course was a big propeller because everyone around me is so interested in growth uh, that all we would talk about, I have um, Twitter groups with a bunch of them just 
sending each other information on a daily basis, like how do you grow this way or what's the mm-hmm. feedback on this thread and just mm-hmm. constant iteration uh, that I think has really propelled me from that 700 figure to I'm now at close to 2,500 yeah. in about two to three weeks. I love it. Um, I love it. In- incredible ride. Um, would but, you recommend yeah, that? that would you that recommend course. that course like from Sahil uh, for a lot of like creators and audience builders? Is that like, do you feel like, with the combination of the ship 30 stuff and with that, like that was the kind of the two gauges that just took you into the different side of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. I, I think any new creator, I'd say ship 30 is the foundation, right? It's right. learn how to write, um, learn how to create systems, learn how to make writing easy, learn how to write in a way that attracts an audience. Um, <clears throat> but coming out of that class, I felt like, Hey, write something good, hit post, put your hands up. Like, yeah. it'll, it'll go if it goes, right? Which is not the case. Um, <laughs> which is not at all the case. Uh, so uh, audience building taught me that to think about distribution. Right. Right. So uh, if you can, Twitter needs to think that, hey, that piece that's, that Z wrote is incredible. Right. And so how do they know that? That's a lot of engagement up front. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> um, so the class taught me about distribution, but also surrounding the people interested to grow. I think ship 30 um, is people who are interested in writing. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean growing. They're different. Yeah. And audience um, building. That's completely different. Yeah. That's completely different. So that's a, a heavily concentrated group of people who are interested in growing as quickly as they can. Um, and so that means high quality content with great distribution. Right. Um, and so... And so, yeah, so we send each other content. They'll look at it and, and give you uh, very intense feedback Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on a daily basis. Uh, and you just grow quick that way. I mean, you you start putting out great content. Uh, you see the data come in and and uh, highly recommend it. Is it? it? And then I, I think I was... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. oh um, and the last thing, and the reason I got that down that road is because you were asking about kind of what what's my end goal. Right. Um, ultimately, I want to create digital products. And so after audience building wrapped up, uh, I'm planning on doing uh, portfolio small bets uh, with Dan Vassal. Okay. And so that hopefully by that point, and I want to do that in September. So at that point, I'll have an audience built out, a library of content. And then from that library of content, you can you can slice it a hundred different ways yep. to sell it as a product. And so the question is, what slice do you take? Right, 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 right. And I think that's smart. Are you thinking like more cohort basis or just like digital, just like self-serve type of stuff? Um, I, I'm I'm leaning towards self-serve, but I don't want to limit because everything kind of excites me. Right, you know? right, right, right. Um, so cohort would work. I, I'd be interested in doing a course. Um, but uh, my first pass would probably be some of the self-serve products. That's awesome. Um, and I was going to ask you, so how was uh, compared to like Ship30, which um, honestly, my first cohort, my first like course that I've taken online, I never did anything like that before. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think the, the structure was awesome. I think the way it was led was really, really well. I think the community aspect of it is awesome. So I was really happy with it. How would you say that compared to, you know, what you're doing on the audience building side? Um, how, how is the structure? Is it similar? Is it way different? Um, and I guess, which one do you like, like better uh, at, at that point? Um, 
Structured very different. Okay. Um, audience building course is about four days. Oh wow! So it's 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 rapid, um, and so content wise, I I think they taught me some really interesting kind of strategies that I hadn't thought of before, and so well worth it um, from a learning perspective. But the the beauty of audience building is in the people, the community. Mm-hmm. And so what I loved about Shift 30 was I met some incredible people all doing fascinating right. things. Um, but I, I felt a little uh, different, I'd say, because I, I, despite really being interested in everyone and learning so much and learning about writing and all being pushing each other to write the best, there was this part of me that was just kind of like tapping my fingers and being like, okay, I want to grow, I want to grow, I want to grow. How do I, how do, I do that? And I wasn't really connecting with people who felt like that way. Everyone was talking about, which, which is exactly what you, I signed yeah. up for. Like, how do I write better? But not really sure what they want to do. With right. Um, audience building, I found other finger tappers. You know, other people who were sitting there like, okay, great, but let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and so that was more for me in terms of, uh, of kind of connecting like people yeah yeah yeah. Um, that's um that's awesome it's really making me want to like take that take that course like i really want to check it out i feel like that's going to be a really really good thing yeah i agree i think i think that if if you want to really grow as a creator i think step one has to be shift 30 yeah step two has to be audience building awesome Awesome. Um, i'll be taking yes i also signed up for maker's market in the next few weeks uh so we'll see how that which one's that um but that's with audit chef um and brandon zhang so mm. I think it's kind of similar to audience building, um, but the, the community is also similar to audience building. And so just super excited to meet fascinating, yeah. uh, motivated people. You That's know? awesome. And so what, what do you think your course is going to be mainly around? Is it going to be around what you're talking about, like a lot of the competitive advantage stuff and what people are doing? Or um, how, do you, how do you see yourself like building that out? Because I know, you know, you could do like an initial one and then you're just like, oh man, I can expand this like way further. Um, what, what do you want people to, I guess, get out of it? Because I think that's, that's really awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in the strategy space, I feel like I found sort of a gap. Okay. Um, by that, I mean, um, what any strategy content you see on Twitter tends to be more, uh, strategy for startups, mm-hmm. which is very different than strategy for large corporations. Uh. I'm not bringing strategy to large corporations because I'm not going to do that on Twitter, but the frameworks and ideologies that we use in, in kind of the, the fortune 500 to 100. Okay. Um, I think our ideologies that are missing in the small business and, and small and startups. So you're kind of bringing um, that back down, of, like you're bringing it down from, Oh, I see. I see. I see. Exactly. Exactly. So like, how do you position yourself to differentiate yourself in the market? Like what, um, how, how do you position yourself for competitive advantage? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, cause if you can think through that, if you can think through what makes Z and Z's products so different and unique than the rest of the mm-hmm. market, and then how do you also position yourself so that others can't catch up to you? Uh, right. So not only are you different, but are you different in a way that others can't or won't match? And what does that usually, let um, me ask you really quickly on that point. What does that usually tie into when you're seeing that difference? Like when you find that company that's like, oh man, this guy's got something and nobody's really catching up. Like what do you usually see within that company? Is it IP related? Is it uh, like style of management? Is it, you know, what, what do you see? What's the differentiator? 
Yeah, so the, I mean, there, there's there's right, right. Um, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, competitive advantage is broken into three. It's t- basically you have an advantage in supply, mm-hmm. you have an advantage in demand, or you have an advantage in scale and, and costs. Yeah. Right? Um, and so in each bucket, so let's talk about uh, demand, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you have a company that um, has really high switching costs, right? And that means that once you're, the customer's using it, um, it's a real pain to get off of it, right? They have to, it's really hard to find other other companies to do it. Um, it that, you really got the customers there. That's an advantage. Yeah, of course. Right, because to steal customers, it takes a long right, time. Right, right, right. Um, loyalty programs the same way. If you get customers so fired up about your product, um, or you've got loyalty rewards programs mm-hmm. that that um, you can't pull customers away, that's an advantage. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, there's supply advantages. So let's say you have information and insights that no one else can access. Mm, okay, that's an advantage. So any one of these, what I'm doing basically is I help co- companies figure out what's their goal and aspiration, right? Like what's the, Z, if you have a company, right? Like what's the, what's the future company look like? What's the perfect right. view for you? What, what are the values? What do you, what's your purpose mm-hmm. as a company? What are your goals? Um, then once you have that, we say, okay, um, who are the people that you're targeting, right? Who are the customers you're targeting? Mm-hmm. What geographic markets are you targeting? What products are you launching? And then within all those buckets, we say, okay, how do you have a competitive advantage? And that's the supply, demand, scale ones in each of those buckets. Uh, so you like almost like sub-niche it down. Yeah. Like you basically like break it down even like one step further. Exactly. So we help. So I help you figure out for everywhere you play, markets, uh, customers, geographies, etc. How do you have a competitive advantage there in all of those things? so that no one can beat you right? and that you can win. And you also have to define at winning for everyone is different. So define what, how you want to mm-hmm. win um, and then and make sure you win. And so I want to, that's what I do for the large corporations who have full teams devoted to right. this. Um, I do that full time. I spend all my time, all 90, 100 hour yeah. weeks, unfortunately, uh, focused on this. But small businesses and startups don't can't do that. Right. And so what if I could take all of these massive projects that we're doing and productize it in a way that um, that we can access it to small businesses and startups and that they can look at these guides or look at these courses and learn what we spend our lives doing um, that other businesses don't have access to. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, that's that's a that sounds to me like it could be a much higher price point of a. I mean, there's so much value in that to somebody, especially that's like, hey, I'm at this. I mean, let's take simply um, I'll break it down to like a startup level, like Shopify apps. Like those are like huge now. Right. Like everyone's just like making apps, selling them and all these other things. But most of these people, I'm assuming, uh, are probably underselling themselves. They feel like they're overselling, but they're probably underselling themselves because they don't know what their competitive advantage. They're just trying to, you know, sell a company and move on to the next thing. Um, I find that is really, really valuable because I think, uh, I'll be honest, I don't really, outside of thinking like where we want to be and what we want to do, um, I don't think we have on an agency level, we have so much, I mean, we probably do, but so much to think about in terms of those like different levers in there. So it's like now we're turning a lot of our services into products and now we're turning it on to be like, oh, now we can serve like 500 people instead of like 15 people type. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, 
And I think today it sounds complex. Like what I just told you sounds complex. Right. Um, but what I, my goal is, is to simplify it. Right. And make it so easy and so accessible to everyone that like you, you should be able to read my document and understand how to give your, your company an advantage. Right. And that translates to huge earnings down the road, you know, because if you can figure out how to grow your company mm-hmm. so big, um, yeah, massive earnings from that perspective. So Love it. I think it's something that's important um, that large companies have access to that small companies don't. And so I want to bring it down the pipe. I love it. I love it. That's exactly. So my my uh, a recent light bulb went off about something very similar in the more of the freelance space. So my background is PM, freelance, build up an agency, and now going into product. So that's kind of like the timeline. And then I've been doing freelance work uh, since 2013. And for me, um, I've gone through a lot of different steps. I've gone through, you know, everything from like how to write up better proposals to onboarding to all of these different things. And now I've uh, just this week alone, I talked to four different freelancers that are in kind of that transition of, hey, I want to go from freelance to building an agency or I'm trying to build an agency. I just don't know the next steps. I need templates. I need different things. And I, my light bulb went off because I'm like, man, we literally have all of this information, like almost ready, right. ready to go. Like from everything from the hiring process templates to like proposals for clients to uh, offboarding new uh, old employees. Like, I mean, you can take the range as far as you want. We have even like videos for that stuff because our operations internally um, have been just dialed in so well. And so that's literally what I'm trying to do to like the up and coming freelancer. That's like, Hey, I think I'm at a level where I made good money, but I know I can make more if I can have, you know, I'm now like, for example, a marketing person, but if I have a developer and a designer over here, we can triple our income and, you know, do all these things. And I'm like, no, I literally have the sauce on how to do that. Like I literally am holding, (laughs) you know what I mean? So uh, my life went off and I was like, oh shit, I really need to do something around this. I need to put something together. I need to um, help these people out as much as I possibly can, because I know it's a rough road. And even, I always say this, like my whole thing is if I can save you like 3% 3% of your time, you're 3% ahead of the person that's, you know, doesn't know what the hell is going on. And so that's like my biggest goal. So it's same, same thing as you're doing right. pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you're taking, you're taking your, your, your process and productizing it for others. Exactly. Um, exactly. I, I think there's a lot of value there. Exactly. Um, no, that's, that's awesome. So tell me, um, what, what sort of stuff, uh, with the, I'm going to go back to ship 30, but um, are you actually, are you doing sure. another cohort? Are you still going through that process? Or are you good now? Like you're just going to go through other courses. Um, oh, so I, I signed up for captain's table. Um, but I, I went through, there's a bunch of micro courses. Right. I went through all of those. Um, but in the, the purpose of captain's table is to come up with the product. Yeah. That's exactly um, why I joined I, I as realized well. Yeah, and I realized I was going through it. I don't think I'm ready quite yet. I'd love to focus fully on audience mm-hmm. building um, and creating my content library. Um, I know I, I could, I have enough, I could start doing a product on the side. Um, but my plan as of now is spend the next three months just heads down building an audience. Um, Do you have a goal that you want to get to, up. like when it comes to like followers or whatever it is? Is there like a threshold that you're trying to hit? 
Yeah. Um, so I'm targeting November 1st as, um, as my day to go full-time solopreneur. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah. And, and so that's the goal. It's about five months. Um, and so I'd love to hit somewhere between 35 and 40,000, um, by November 1st. Wow, man, those are ambitious goals. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. It's, it's awesome to hear yeah. and, and going down that path of like the solopreneur thing. Um, I absolutely love it, man. I think that's the that's the best way to go. Thanks. No, I appreciate it. I, I think it is ambitious, uh, but I have a lot of great mentors who've done it. Yeah. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm with their they're kind of coaching me through it, um, and they did the same thing. I've got um, a few that did forty thousand four months. Wow. You know, and um, I've been fortunate enough to to get their guidance. A, but B, I'm I'm. I'm through the hard, the hardest part I think is a zero to 1000. Yeah. 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 Um, it is. That was brutal. And I can talk about that whole process. That took me a while. Yeah, please do. I'd love to know. I'd love to know like what, what you were struggling <laughs> with and what you felt like you were doing wrong or weren't doing right. I should say, um, that, that, did, yeah. that didn't, you know, kind of take that a little bit quicker for you. Definitely. Uh, I'll say, I'll answer that question. Uh, yeah. real quickly. I'll say, uh, took me about two to three months, uh, three months, I'd say to go from zero to a thousand and then a thousand to 2000 took me about a week. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So, like, it, it starts to starts to curve up. I, at this point, I spent the greater part of that month figuring, learning how to write, learning meant to navigate Twitter. Now you've, you've at the, once you've crossed a thousand, you have a bigger network. You've figured out how to write on Twitter. Um, people, respond to you on dms more yeah which is a, a real thing i've noticed i've i did get a few responses from people i dm'd back when i had under 100 uh followers who responded to me after a thousand said sorry i missed this <laughs> you're like no you didn't <laughs> you did not i know you didn't you just pay attention now uh, i love it i love it, it cracked me up um but okay, so you asked process from zero to a thousand. What was that like? Um, so zero to ten was brutal. <laughs> hello, anybody? Hello, brutal. hello, anybody? I'm here. What's up, guys? <laughs> I had one real friend on Twitter, right? Yeah. And uh, two. The other one doesn't doesn't tweet, so it didn't count. Yeah. Um, and so it was trying to get. Imagine following someone with one follower. So uh, it's hard. And so what I ended up doing was because I would DM people like crazy. Um, I would DM people like crazy, really got great conversations, but no followers. Um, and so what I ended up doing was going over to Discord. Okay. My, finding groups on Discord and making friends on Discord. Because at that point, you they can't see the social proof. They're not like, this guy's got two followers. Right, right, right. It's, everyone looks the same. And so I'd make good friends on, on, I had two, two platforms. One was a uh, health one. Cause I thought I was going to health at the time. Okay. And the other one was on digital nomads. Uh, so, cause I, that is my goal. I'd like to build digital products and travel the world a little bit. Nice. Um, and so I would make friends with discord and be like, Oh, follow me on Twitter. And then they would. And so I got, that got me to seven. <laughs> 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 oh man you'll I never hustled. forget that one you'll never forget that one no i'll never forget it i remember just sitting my sister was in the other room and i just every time i get one follower i would just jump up and down screaming and like 
I, I got it. I got one. I got one, you know? Um, and then, uh, and then at that point, when it hit seven, I was like, all right, I need help. And so I, that's when I joined Ship 30. Yeah. And so when I joined Ship 30, um, I aggressively hit all the intro posts. Everyone who posted an intro and had something even remotely related to them that I could talk to them about, I would comment on their posts and say, hey, something personal about your life or something yeah. personal about your topic. And then say like, hey, super excited. We have a lot of topics in common. Like, let's chat. Um, that converted really well. Um, I had a list of Ship 30 people and I would comment on their their posts every night. That converted really well. And that got me to about 35, 40 maybe. Um, and so that was a huge spike. It was super helpful. Um, and then I started joining Twitter spaces. Um, at that point, I was grabbing for any yeah. followers. So pretty much any Twitter space I get my hand on. Um, got into a lot of NFT Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd be surprised if you join Twitter spaces and people just see you as a listener, they'll follow you. Oh, man, I've um, gotten crazy amounts of followers that that way. Yeah, yeah. So I was a uh, few Twitter spaces followers, and then I would ask questions. I would always try to ask a question. And because the second you, you they flag you as a speaker, people start um, yeah start following you there. And so I would kind of write a thoughtful question with a thoughtful comment and then go up on, on spaces. And that got me about another 30 to 40. Um, and then... What else? I just, I kept hustling. Um, I was able to, I got, uh, Samantha Demers became a good mentor of mine because um, I just hounded her on spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until she, uh, until she <laughs> let me do, uh, let me help her out a little bit. Um, That's awesome. What else? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a process, definitely. But I, it helped me cross 100. And then after that, it, the process certainly changed. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what was the process of, uh, so when you started, were you kind of talking about the same thing that you're talking about now, or did you kind of have to pivot a little bit? No. So um, I actually have a uh, a blog, hidden blog called BrianO'Connor.com, um, <laughs> where I wrote about um, I wrote about health actually. Oh, so okay. My yeah. So the story background there is um, so I'm. As I mentioned, a management consultant, um, but I came from industry or non-consulting. And so when I joined, I felt so far behind my peers. Um, I was used to uh, kind of normal hours and they were working 90, 100 hour weeks. I feel like it was nothing. It, crazy, but I, I wasn't used to it. And so I joined and people were working so much faster than me. They were just retaining everything. They were um, like telling great stories, asking, getting great insights. And I was just sitting there like, I don't know what's going on. I It's five o'clock, guys, can I go home? <laughs> like, uh, I'm hungry, I just wanna go home, guys. Um, and so I was getting terrible reviews because I didn't have the skills. I couldn't function as quickly. I couldn't make, right. uh, get good insights, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so the reason I go into that is because I, in order to just keep my job, I obsessively studied how do you think faster? How do you have more energy? How do you focus for longer? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you get better insights? And from literally 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. every day, and then like full days on weekends, I would just study this stuff obsessively. Wow. Got into health because of that. Yeah. Um, 
because of that, I got into, into health so I could keep more energy, um, keep, like studied meditation to focus more, learned about mental models so I can get more insights, like all that kind of stuff. Um, it got to a point where I, I definitely caught up to everyone and, and, and became a, a, a top performer, um, which was great because there was so much work went into it. Um, but I didn't want other people to go through that same struggle I went through. Um, so I originally started writing about how to have more energy, how to focus better, how to think faster, how to read faster, um, like better insights, quicker problem solving, that kind of stuff. Um, and so I, I wrote a blog on that blog. Didn't go anywhere, but I just send you the article. It's there. It's there. <laughs> I'll send you those. Articles. Yeah, it's there. I need the I'd video, send you that I need the before YouTube, I send YouTube you my video on the blog. I... <laughs> Blog, yes, we'll negotiate on the video. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But the, the way you talk about uh, it, though, like productivity and all these different things, I mean, even just those like little secrets and those little gems, I mean, I feel like that's not too far off from where, what you're doing now, just in a different capacity, really. Yeah, so I started on Twitter writing about that. Um, and then I started to back off a little bit because of talking about longevity and, and health. And I started getting deep into those health spaces and the people I was talking with were getting deep in the weeds of these molecules and heavy science terms that I don't know. Right. You're like, um, no, this is not what and, I got into. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I thought about, Hey, is there somewhere where I have an advantage? And that's that play is I'm, I actually love talking about strategy. Um, I love, I don't think there's many people who do that kind of strategy I do, and I wasn't able to find any on Twitter. Um, so I kind of started finding a space for it. And so my plan is phase one, talk about competitive strategy, right? Phase two, I'm thinking, I think like a strategist, because all those people I'm talking about how, how quickly they get these insights and how do mm -hmm. they problem solve so, so well um, are, are strategists. And so how do you... Um, those frameworks that got me so excited, uh, I want to bring that to Twitter as well. So step one is is my hardcore niche, which is competitive strategy or competitive advantage. And then once I've got a good audience there and want to expand a little bit, I'll do kind of like a a think like a strategist. How do you how do you problem solve like us? How do you yeah, yeah think like us? You know? Yeah, I, I got a question for you. So what if you were to be reset today, zero back to Twitter, zero goose egg? The game is over. Oh, you lost okay. all your followers. What's your What's your number one strategy right now? Would it be doing like same thing, or would you be like, "Oh, now I understand how to get this following going"? Well, if you reset me to zero, there's two things that you haven't reset me on. One is my ability to write. Yeah, I know how to write. There we go. Good content and two, yeah, and two is my people. If you reset both of those, that's a different animal. But if I still know you at zero, yeah. um, so, so like, for example, I have, so there's, um, a good friend of mine from audience building, uh, Rob, Rob Lennon. Okay. Um, he is an incredible writer. And so what he did was about two weeks ago, um, he reset, he created a new account reset to zero. I saw that. And he built up to like 2300 pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's so good. His writing is, is great. Yeah. And so that's one where he writes good content and he knows the right people. Um, and so that it's, it's tough because if you were to reset me to reset me to zero 
and say like you're starting over completely like forget what you've learned you have to figure out from scratch That's different, yeah um yeah i think it's it's still those two things we have to build it yeah so step one is learn to write good content step two find the right people um the learn to write good content part is is tough because what i did was kind of roundabout i did the atomic essays i did um the threads i did uh study copywriting like crazy um if you said start from zero was the fastest way to get up there I would probably look at everyone's thread and just take the best threads and just study what makes those best threads and then try to replicate them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from a people perspective, that's a hard one because if you don't have a follower count, it's hard to meet the right people. Right. Right. You have to hack um, those first like few hundred people somehow. Yes. Um, maybe if you can find other people hungry to grow, I don't think it matters what the niche is. And I don't think it matters how great of a writer they are. I think if you find someone hungry to go, they'll become great writers and they'll support you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love that. I love that. Now, my, my follow-up question to that is uh, obviously single single uh, tweets are, you know, single uh, non-thread tweets are, you know, in my opinion, not I don't want to say dead in the water because I think they're done really well in certain cases. But I think threads has obviously, you know, been a game changer for a lot of people. Do you have any predictions of what's next on that platform, like Twitter, what people are going to start doing, what the, you know, the next sort of that pivot of like Twitter, like what somebody's going to hack together and be like, this is it now. It's not necessarily threads. Threads are still good, but here's the next thing. I've been thinking about that a lot actually recently because I'm trying to figure out like what the next thing is. I love the visual uh, people that are creating, like doing words and visuals and really doing that. There's some really clever folks out there with that. Um, but I don't think that that's the thing. I could be, but I don't think that's like the hidden gem yet. Um, I feel like something else is coming. Yeah. Um, so I've thought about this too. And um, the first thing that comes to mind is I, I, I'm looking at YouTube, for example, mm -hmm. and the hooks the hooks are similar in the sense that the, the the titles are so important that's hooks for us that's titles for them one thing that they have that we don't is thumbnails mm. um they have a visual to entice you to click mm. right um but looking at like for example dickie bush dickie's got a, a bunch of great thumbnails on his main uh main threads not all of them but but some of them have done really well um I've wondered why don't why can't we have thumbnails? Right, 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 right. And so like if I'm so right now what we have is, and this is a total guess, right? Yeah. But like right now, the only time there's a picture is if you're writing about a topic, say I'm writing about, I don't know, I think I wrote something about uh Mr. Beast. And so there's a picture of Mr. Beast to entice you to click on it. Um, but if you're writing something about you, why can't you have like a YouTube thumbnail? Like just yeah. like they do on YouTube. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So something, something, uh, almost like your header image in Twitter, like into your thread type of thing, like something that signifies that that's you. Yeah, like if you're talking about sleep, like yeah. you can have a thumbnail of you sleeping, mm -hmm. or because um, would that get more clicks? 
Probably. Yeah, visuals, man. I'm telling so why you, wouldn't that work? visuals are important for people. And if you can, that's what I'm saying. I think that the visual designer thing, like where you have people taking words and putting them into pictures is very powerful, but it's only powerful if it's easy enough to understand from the first view. So again, your, your attention span has to be like, boom, I got you. Now you're reading the thread. Now you're liking it. Now you're retweeting it and doing that whole thing. Yeah. Um, Blake Burge does a lot of gifts, actually. I think, I don't think video does well on Twitter. No. Um, Cause you don't, you listen, you don't listen to tweet, tweet, tweets, right. read them. But I think gifts do well. You get like three to four second gifts to explain what you're doing. I think those do well. Um, so Brian, I, I have an idea for us. I just came up with it, dude. Bring it. What do you got? Dude, you know how uh, tweets, you can do like reader mode or whatever. Oh, you know that little icon at the top where it just clears up all the noise and it just lets you read the tweet? Did you ever see that on Twitter? So I have uh, an extension, Minimalist Twitter extension, that might do that for me. Oh, oh I see. I see. Okay. Uh, the reason why, yeah, the re bring it. reason why I say that is you just said something about like voice. What if you just had like a Chrome extension and it reads you that thread all in one? Oh, yeah. There you go. That's an idea. Yeah, I think that would be sick. Because I mean, if I'm sitting here, I'm like reading the thread, like I'd rather have that be read to me in a way. Like an audiobook or, or like a podcast of threads. Yeah. There you go. There's your next podcast. You just, <laughs> you, do, you read through threads. Exactly, exactly. The best threads. I mean, dude, honestly, we should do that. We should go one day and just do like a 15 minute uh, episode like this and just like read the best threads and talk about why they're the best threads. Oh, I'd love to do that, actually. Okay, perfect. Let's it. let's make sure to do uh, that. We'll, we can even get on FaceTime or whatever really quickly, do like a screen share, and you can go through some of yours, and I'll go through some of mine. Yeah, so what I've been doing, actually, is every oh, every week, I've done this twice, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, every Friday, I've uh, collected the best threads of the week. Okay. Um, so I've done that for the past two weeks. I'll pro I might do that tomorrow, too. Um, but the... But we could use that. I mean, I have a collection of all the best threads of the week. And how are you collecting that right now? Like, what do you do? What, do you, what is making it on that list? Like, what are you looking at? Are you just like, oh, man, this is like really interesting? Or are you just looking at like, ooh, format? Like, this is really, really cool. Kind of a bit of everything, mm -hmm. I'd say. Um, so it's a bit of an art. Um, one thing that I highly recommend is mastering advanced search. Uh, advanced search like really turns Twitter into a library of like, you can find anything really quickly and mm -hmm. it makes curate content curation. Amazing. Really quick. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll limit the advanced search for that week. Um, and then I have two screens and up on one screen, I have the search and the other screen, I have a list of, um, a follow of, of like big accounts or like not big accounts, but like great accounts, yeah. I think. Uh, but that that's subjective to me. I probably go through about a hundred, right. I'd say, really quick. Um, and so then I look at their top content for the week, and I skim it and say, like, include this, don't include this. And I, I have a Notion doc where I probably drop fifty threads, let's say, and then I just pick the top seventeen. Love it, love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, man, I'm, I'm going to take you up on that. I think we should do that. We should do like a 15, 20 minute uh, screen share uh, thing and then just uh, go through the best threads and give those people love and give them all the love that they deserve, man. Yeah, I love that. I love that, be especially because one thing that 
Um, I, I know in my cohorts, people have been craving is like what's working on this continent and what's not. Right. And so I think having that perspective, because um, I definitely have opinions on what about the hook works, what what doesn't, what doesn't it work, what formatting, or all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff that that I'm happy to talk about. That'll be our new YouTube channel, Brian. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. Dude, we would learn so much. I'm telling you, man, we'd be the masters of Twitter threads and, and search and everything else. That would be awesome. Uh, no, we'll, we'll I love definitely it. I love do it. that. Are you focused on, uh, at all on LinkedIn at the moment? I'm not. So I'm still uh, still employed, um, I think. Oh, right. Okay. I think pivoting over to LinkedIn would um, kind of give away my, my master plan. Oh, right, 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 um, right. But uh, Dickie was was talking about his move migration to LinkedIn and how basically he's already battle tested all his content on Twitter. Yep. And so he knows the the threads that work the best. And so in my head, same thing. I probably have I have two thousand tweets right now. Um I don't know how many of those are comments, but right. say a thousand whatever. And I know which ones the best ones are. I have tweet mix. So I just look at my best tweets, copy them, paste them over and done. Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, the thing, the thing that I realized, there's one of my uh, one of my threads that just went ape shit on LinkedIn. I mean, got like over forty thousand impressions, I think, or something crazy. Um, I don't know how many comments or whatever. Posted the same exact thing on Twitter, uh, like a few days later. Fucking crickets, <laughs> like, dude, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing when you see that happen, like. And something will go on Twitter and you put it on LinkedIn and it's like crickets. It's just, yeah. it's a game of just like take the dice and roll it and hopefully it works. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but I have heard that Twitter is starred for content because you get people like me who are just worried about putting content on LinkedIn. And so there's less creators on LinkedIn. Yeah. Whereas on Twitter, there's less fear. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. No, man, I absolutely love it. I love your journey. I love what you're doing. Um, this has been really awesome. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? I have, I don't want to hold you too long. I know we usually set up about a, you know, an hour on these kind of things. Is there anything else you want to tap into that's been interesting that you've been learning that you want to share with people? Interesting and learning. Um, I mean, no, I, I think I, I do want to emphasize in terms of, of Twitter growth, um, the importance of distribution that we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and and kind of how to build that. Because that's hard to build, especially if you're not. Because my answer to, so I said two things were important. I said content create, good, making good content is important. I said distribution is important. Yep. But then the only answer I gave to how to find a distribution is sign up for audience building. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> um, and so... I do think that there's alternatives um, to find other people to distribute, um, but you need to find people who are hungry, and, and it's hard. Um, I think it's a combination of finding people um, who write content that, that consistently, but also like looks like they put a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. Um, send it, it, kind of working to to add comments and, and engage with them and then ultimately sending them a DM and, and building relationships. But it's kind of a shot in the dark. Yeah, it is. You know? It is. And it's uh, not a, it's not a single prong thing. It's not like a, I like your thing, like my thing and we follow each other now. Now it's like, 
You can like my thing. You could quote my tweet. You can retweet it. You could leave me a DM. You could leave a comment. And then you're just like, hopefully this person follows. And if they don't, they don't. Like, there's so many touch points now, I feel like, where you were. Yeah, definitely. I, I think there's a strategy, though. So, like, if I was Z, I want to reach out to you, let's say. Yeah. Right? What I would do is either turn on notifications or just kind of right. watch your stuff. And then put value added comments on, yep. on, on what you post. Yep. Right. And so value added content is share related resource, mm -hmm. right? Um, add an insight that you know about that topic that isn't included. Right. right? Or, or connect them with someone else. Um, and if you can do those things a few times, maybe two, three, four times, um, then the next time you do it, instead of adding that value added insight in a comment, add in a DM. Yeah. And so it's the same thing you would have posted, but post it in DM. Mm. And then once you're in DM, the main thing is don't ask for anything. Right. Straight up only provide value. Yeah. And that value is, hey, let me take a look at your threads before you post. And um, I'd love to engage with that. Yeah. So I can support you and your work. Yeah that kind of naturally happens to the, the person to do that in reverse. And then you've got the system going yeah. and that's how the flywheel starts. Love it. I love it, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Brian, thank you so much for dropping all of these gems. Um, like I said, man, your journey is awesome. I look forward to seeing you uh, detach from your day-to-day -day work and start your digital products and travel and do all of those things, man. Like I can't wait to, uh, um to see that dude to see that come to fruition so i'm i'm really really fucking pumped for you dude absolutely and i can't wait to uh to give you thread feedback on like <laughs> yeah. the, uh, we do our, our threads of the week or whatever yeah. We're doing yeah, yeah 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 we're gonna do that for sure no doubt no doubt we're gonna do that i love that idea just because i think we're all still uh we're all still learning and i think um there's a lot of undiscovered uh knowledge i think within threads and you know the stuff that people are posting and who to follow and all that stuff so um i definitely went down the list and and audited my twitter and i was just you know making sure i'm not following people that are just gonna blow up my timeline with a bunch of different crap that i don't want to see like i want to be able to go on and be like oh i can engage with this oh this is really good or you know things like that so yeah. um i think that's also another key factor is like you you may not be able to like you were talking about engagement it's like you may not even be able to engage with the right people you can turn on notifications but if you go into your twitter thread and you just want to scroll through and if it's just a bunch of crap or people are like spamming you or just it's like a bunch of nft stuff or if that's not what you're interested in then you need to like get rid of that and make sure you clean up your 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 uh, rolodex basically yes yeah that's very helpful yeah Perfect. All right, man. Well, I hope you have a tremendous rest of your day. Thank you for your time. Um, and uh, tell people where they can find you. Hopefully somebody will listen to this and uh, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll find you. <laughs> Amazing. Well, find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Brian F. O'Connor. And that's F is in Fernando because I'm Latino. There you go. That's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the uh, Latino side of you right there. Brian O'Connor is not there, that's but the what Latino the Fernando. <laughs> There it is. There it is. I love it. I love it, man. Awesome. Well, good luck with everything and we'll Absolutely. chat soon, brother. Well, you made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning into What Is My Brain podcast. 
I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got some value out of it. Make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button to get notified when new episodes are live. I'm out. Thank you.